Let's Go for a Jog by Bree Humphreys. Let's go for a jog, I suggest. Huck hops up eagerly and waits by the front door while I find my shoes. I leave his leash on the hook in the hallway. We'll be sticking to the trail that runs through our homestead this morning. He's free to run as far and as fast as he wants. Instead, however, he sticks by my side. The pace is agonizing for him. I'm not a natural runner, nor do I have the energy of a seven-month-old puppy. He'd rather be playing rough and tumble with the kids or chasing chickens in the pasture, but right now, everyone else is indisposed. Plus, he was banished from the pasture to minimize chicken trauma. It negatively affects egg production. Who knew? Anyway, right now, I'm all he's got. I know he wants to sprint forward, but he matches my stride nonetheless. Eventually, he starts to dart ahead, only to turn abruptly and come darting back. He looks at me expectantly as I sidestep a fallen branch. Go on, I coax him. He knows this path. Into the woods off the back of the driveway, across Tadpole Creek, along the bottom of the pasture by the barn, out to the clearing around the pond, repeat. This route is familiar to him. He should feel safe here. But this dog, he was created for companionship. He refuses to leave my side. He doesn't want to run alone. He doesn't even seem to mind that I stumble over him whenever my footing changes slightly on the trail. It's only 9 a.m., I ask, as my eye catches the clock on the microwave. We're sitting at the breakfast table for the second time today, even though it's technically too early for a morning snack. We've been at it for three hours already. Board games and bike rides, dance parties and dishes, laundry, and more laundry. Drake eyes me expectantly as I wipe coffee stains off the kitchen counter. (sighs) I sigh. Almost six hours to go before the bus brings his big brother home. It's going to be a long day. I tell myself this is just a stage and I should enjoy this one-on-one time with my youngest son, but truthfully, I've been struggling in this season since Hayes started first grade. This summer, my boys were inseparable, like Garfield and Odie, always side by side, even if one was somewhat domineering in most of their adventures. Sure, there was fighting and wrestling and all the general mayhem of budding masculinity, but mostly they were the best of friends. Finally, the hard work of raising them 23 months apart was paying off. At the very least, they entertained each other, leaving me free to go about my business. Then, school started, and Hayes up and left us for eight hours of each day. The audacity, leaving Drake a little lost. A true extrovert, who knew those really existed? My littlest guy craves companionship every second of every hour, all the live long day. And with Big Bro away at school, I'm all he's got. To the credit of his sweet mama-loving heart, he seems perfectly fine with this. I, however, consider myself a poor playmate. I'm not a natural at imaginative games, nor do I have the energy of a five-year-old boy. He has nine fenced-in acres to explore, plus a whole playroom full of fun. This place is familiar to him. He should feel safe here. But he refuses to leave my side. He doesn't want to play alone. He doesn't even seem to mind that I stumble over him whenever I take half a step backward. Let's go for a jog, I suggest. He hops up eagerly, but waits outside my bedroom door while I find my shoes. I can feel Huck's impatience growing with each lap, and frankly, so is mine. He's disappointed by the pace I'm setting. I'm exasperated with him for staying underfoot. 
He ventures increasingly farther away before turning back to me, quivering with a palpable anticipation of the path ahead. Go on, I coax him again, my breath coming heavier with the exertion of exercise. I'm wearing out quickly. From the jog itself or from his expectations? Maybe both. I can't sprint with him. I have to reserve my energy. I have my own goals and plans for this time. I just wanted to go for a jog for crying out loud, and somehow I found myself in the middle of a metaphor for my fears of failing as a mom. Finally, Huck's eye catches movement ahead on the trail, a squirrel perhaps, or possibly a bird, and he's gone, spurred on by something more fun, something more his speed. It seems the pull of a new playmate is greater than his loyal instinct to stay by my side. At the next clearing, I get a glimpse of him far ahead, running with all his heart, tongue lolling to one side. He's in his element now. Do dogs smile? He looks like he's smiling. Soon he catches back up from behind and once again falls into step with me. I'm on my last lap, the cool-down lap, my favorite, and have slowed to a brisk walk. This time, however, he doesn't seem to mind. We can enjoy each other's company now that he's done what he needs to do. He's struck out on his own and come back to trot happily by my side. Mommy, can you drop me off here, Drake asks, on the first day of preschool. We're standing in the middle of the foyer, the kids streaming past us hand-in-hand with their mothers, and I'm slightly taken aback. It's not so much that I'm sad he doesn't want me to walk him to class, though I would arguably be heartless without the little twinge that grips me in this moment. It's more that I'm surprised. My constant companion hasn't willingly walked across the room from me in the past month, and now he wants me to leave him here to make the long trek down the hall on his own. I think your teacher wants me to walk you in today, I tell him. You can go by yourself tomorrow. He shrugs indifferently and turns to leave the way. The cacophony of little voices up and down the hall makes my head spin a bit, but my little social butterfly is in his element now. He greets his teacher and a few familiar friends while I linger in the door to his classroom. Bye, bud, I finally call when it's clear he's settled in. He turns to wave at me. He's definitely smiling. As I walk to my car alone, I see a little glimpse of his future. This child of mine, he was made for companionship, and I won't always be the one to provide it. His brother will continue to fill the role, of course, but there will be others, too. As he grows, he'll catch sight of someone more fun, someone more his speed. A group of friends and one day even a girl, and he'll take off with them, leaving me behind. I pray for these future companions right then and there. I pray for friends who will help him stay on the right path when he strikes out on his own. And I pray that he will know he can always catch back up. No matter what stage of life he's in, he can always fall back into the step with me. I will never be too far away on his trail. I'm Emily Allen, the host of the Kindred Mom podcast, and I'm so glad to have Bree, the writer of this piece, here with me to talk today. Welcome, Bree. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah, I just love this piece and how just heartwarming a reflection it is on, even though new stages of childhood can have with them a little bit of sadness, that they're also full of hope for what comes next. So I just really commend you for being able to capture that in such a meaningful way. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'd love to know just a little bit about your family. I mean, we got some clues from your piece and also like 
what part of the country do you live in and um, just kind of the stage of motherhood that you're in? Sure. So we uh, live in North Georgia. We are just outside of the metro area. So kind of on the, in the foothills of the North Georgia mountains, um, a little town called mm-hmm. Ballground. We have a little homestead, uh, as I mentioned. So um, we have a whole host of animals and a little garden and um, our family and our kids are very involved in working and, and helping out with all of that. So I have the two boys, which I, I will have to be honest, I wrote this piece about a year ago. Um, so yeah. now uh, Drake is almost six and Hayes is almost eight. So those are my, that's my family. Yeah. So wonderful. I'm so glad to have you. And we've been asking questions to all the writers this series, just to get to know you a little bit more. Cause I, I just love the personal connection and having a peek into the world that other moms are in every day. And so I'd love to ask you, what are your favorite activities to do to connect with your sons? Sure. So um, right now at this time of year, we garden together. Uh, the boys have their mm-hmm. own little garden beds that they're responsible for. And then they help me out with mine. Um, so we spend a lot of time doing that. Uh, we also really love to read together. Um, they are both emerging mm-hmm. readers. So we take turns. And lately, we've been getting into baking together. Um, we've been watching some kids cooking shows. Nice. And it's kind of spurred their interest in helping me cook and bake. Awesome. When you guys garden, what kind of things are you growing? We have tomatoes, cucumbers, um, peppers, green beans, squash and zucchini, kale, Mm -hmm. collard greens, a little bit of everything. It's a little more than we can eat, um, but just enough to share with friends and family. Yeah, that's fun. Well, I love hearing about that. We are right now in a rental house where we don't really have gardening space. <laughs> and I feel like most of my girlfriends, especially there's a bunch of gals on the Kinder Mom team who all have been cultivating gardens the last couple of years or beginning this year. And I'm just like, oh my yes. gosh, I wish I could be doing that. And I think when we're in a, a new housing situation, that will definitely be something we spend time doing as yes. a family. It's so. a lot of work, but it's also fun for us. Awesome. Well, I'd love to ask you too, um, how have you grown and changed as a mom as your kids have grown? Gosh, that's a good question. I think uh, I have learned, I've learned that um, I am not really in control. Um, I am here to guide them, um, to hopefully shape Uh, them into the young men that God has created them to be. Um, But ultimately, I can't really control them or uh, who they are, um, nor nor would I really want to. Um, I think both of my kids are very unique. And I think that's something I've had to learn is um, what their their own, each one of them's individual needs um, and personalities, um, what that requires of me as a mother. Um, it's a continual mm-hmm. learning process, um, but I do think mm-hmm. I have hopefully started to learn to read them um, and mother them accordingly. Yeah, that's a great answer. I, too, really think it's important to know the difference between control and influence, that we have a huge amount of opportunity to influence our kids. But I think if we are going into this thinking that I'm going to perfectly be in control of every situation, of how they respond, of how receptive they are to my teaching, correction, guidance, we're going to be really sorely mistaken because yes. <laughs> they have their own minds and they, they do things their own way. And sometimes it's 
better than you expect and other times it's not. Yeah. Control (laughs) versus influence. That's a really good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I would love to know something that you have read recently that has really been a meaningful read for you. I am currently reading, um, get out of your head. Uh, it's by Jenny Allen. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's probably why control is on my mind. Um, because it kind of dives into your thoughts, um, and how you, how you are to take your thoughts captive, how we have a choice over what we think. Um, so I've really been, thinking about what I think about lately um, a little bit in response to the book um, and and control is a big one for me but yeah I highly recommend it there's a book and there's also a study that goes through the book of Philippians um, that goes along with it but it has I'm only about halfway through but it's really uh, making an impact that's wonderful I keep hearing about that book but I haven't checked it out yet myself and I, I might want to do that soon. It's a good one. Awesome, Aubrey. We are so grateful for your contributions to our Kinder Mom community. And this is not the first piece you have shared with us, um, but each time it's been such a delight to read your writing. And we're so grateful for your input into this conversation and the Ages and Stages series. And just really thank you for being here today. Well, thank you. I really appreciate it. And it's been a pleasure to work with you guys.